Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. If you don't think the joke that's told in the beginning of this episode is not hysterical, then seriously, question your program. Okay, come on, that's a little serious. But really, this is a very serious topic regarding getting happy, being happy after the 4th. And one of the big things driven home this week is that when you make your resentments disappear, the program that you use is almost as vital as the decision to use it. Remember, Joe and Charlie are big book study aficionados. It's what they do. It's how they cut their teeth in the program and got sober. So while we don't cast any aspersions or say anything bad about rehabs or other programs that are out there, this week does very strongly let you know that you only need the big book to get sober and get relief. Let's hear what Joe and Charlie have to say about that. Isn't it great to be alive on Sunday morning and know where you are? Yeah, yeah you all are a beautiful bunch of people this morning. Not a resentment in the whole bunch. Really... <laughs> How many of you went home last night and, and worked on at least one resentment? Could I see your hands this morning? Hey, great. Look at there. How many of you got rid of at least one resentment last night? Could I see? Yeah, look at there. Isn't that something? How many of you did we give a new resentment to yesterday? <laughs> Pray for us. We need the prayers and you need the practice. <laughs> I have another little thing I found in my book one day. I hesitate to read it this morning, but uh, uh, Joe told me he thought it would be very appropriate, uh, seeing as how we are where we are this morning and seeing as how Larry's with us, so I think I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, this is about a new young priest. This might have been about Larry. Huh? <laughs> it could have been about Larry. <clears throat> and it says a new priest at his first Mass was so scared that he could hardly speak. And after the Mass, he asked the Monsignor how he did. And the Monsignor said, you did fine. Only next week it might help if you put a little vodka or gin in your water glass, and it'll probably help you relax and you could do a better job. Well, the next Sunday, the new priest put vodka in his water glass and really talked up a storm. Everything went great. But after Mass, he again asked the Monsignor how he had done. And the Monsignor said, you did fine. But there's a few things that you really need to get straightened out. He said, number one, next time I suggest you sip at the water glass rather than gulp at it. And he said, number two, there are 10 commandments, not 12. <laughs> And he said, number three, there are 12 disciples, not 10. <laughs> and he said, number four, David slew Goliath. He didn't kick the crap out of him. <laughs> and he said, number five, we do not refer to Jesus Christ and his apostles as J.C. and the boys. <laughs> He said, next Sunday, there's a taffing pulling contest at St. Peter's, not a Peter pulling contest at St. <laughs> and he said, number seven, we do not refer to the cross as the big T. <laughs> and said, last but not least, we do not call the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Big Daddy Junior and the Spook. <laughs> 
Smith will read that last one, though. <laughs> okay, we, uh, we've had a lot of fun this weekend, haven't we? Huh? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's great to know that we can have fun and laugh and, and enjoy ourselves and still be serious and work on our life-saving program at the same time. I, I think that's one of the great things that too many people in Alcoholics Anonymous are missing. They're missing the real fun and the real laughter and the real life-changing things that we can go through through our program of Alcoholics Anonymous. We spent an awful lot of time yesterday afternoon in the beginning of Step 4. We talked a lot about the things that block us off from the sunlight of the Spirit. We talked about those things that were the outgrowth of a life lived on self-will run riot. We talked about the three common manifestations of a selfish, self-centered human being would be resentments, fear, guilt, and remorse, and shame associated with those people we've heard in the past. And, of course, our book told us that they are basically the things that do block us off from the sunlight of the Spirit, with resentment being the number one offender that seems to destroy more alcoholics than anything else. So we took a sheet of paper. We made a list of our resentments in the first column on that sheet of paper, and most of us uh, were quite surprised to find out how many resentments we really did have. You can only see one resentment at a time in your mind, and we'd never been able to see how many we really do have till we put them all down on a sheet of paper. In the second column on that list yesterday, we put down the cause of the resentment what it is that they did to us that caused us to resent them in the first place. In the third column, we put down the part of self that was affected, and we found out that we can't really have a resentment unless there's been a threat to one of the basic instincts of life. And for the majority of us, for the first time, we begin to realize where anger really comes from, that it's the way we choose to react to a threat to one of the basic instincts of life. We also could see, after we had completed all three columns, how much time we had absolutely wasted in resentments, how many times we had played them over and over and over in our head, and we begin to realize we really never did get even with anybody. We begin to realize that they certainly never made us any money, certainly didn't make us feel better, certainly never helped straighten up a relationship with another human being, and we could see where the time spent in resentments was absolute wasted time. But we also saw that even though that was important, the really important thing is the main thing wrong with a resentment is when it blocks us off from the sunlight of the Spirit, it causes us to eventually become insane and causes us to go back to drinking. And we found that it didn't make any difference whether it was a justified or an unjustified resentment. In either case, it blocked us off from the sunlight of the Spirit and eventually would cause us to drink. When we really realized the stupidity of these resentments, when we realized how much time we had wasted in them, when we realized the strong possibility that we might get drunk over them, we found that about 95% of the resentments automatically disappeared. We fancy ourselves as reasonably intelligent people. We certainly don't like to look stupid. And we saw the stupidity behind the resentments, a great majority of them disappeared. 
We also found that those that were embedded so deeply that they didn't disappear automatically, that they could be removed through prayer, through praying for those we resent, through asking that God give them in their lives the same thing we want in our lives, that if we would repeat that prayer over and over, eventually love would have to take the place of the resentment. Because, of course, prayer is an example of love of one human being for another, and love and hate cannot exist on the same plane. So what we really ended up with is the fact that we could be just about 100% free of resentments if we wish to. We also found that if the resentments disappeared, the part of our mind that had been occupied by those resentments prior to that time now had to be filled with something else, that God wouldn't leave an extra hole in our head. We had enough of those already. And as the resentment disappeared, they had to be replaced. And we found that they were replaced with love, patience, tolerance, and goodwill toward our fellow man. And the really amazing thing about it is, to get the love, patience, tolerance, and goodwill toward our fellow man, we didn't have to go to any other fellowships or read any other books. If God dwells within each of us, that's always been a part of our makeup. And now that resentment is gone, those feelings can automatically begin to come to the surface. The bad item in stock called resentment has now been replaced by new items in stock called love, patience, tolerance, and goodwill. We're in much less chance of getting drunk now than we were before we started the inventory process. We also mentioned, though, that it wouldn't do any good to get rid of resentments if we didn't know how to keep them from coming back in the future. So the final thing we had to do was go into our fourth column on our sheet, and we had to do what the book said for us to do, to disregard what those people had done to us, to look within ourselves and see where we ourselves had perhaps done something to set the ball rolling, or had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, frightened, and inconsiderate. And for the majority of us, we found that with most resentments, we ourselves had made a decision based on self. Due to our own selfishness or our dishonesty, our frightened nature or our inconsideration of others, and whatever we had done hurt another human being. They, in turn, had retaliated against us. We, in turn, had resented them for that. And then as we resented them and played it over and over and over in our mind, Gradually, what they did got worse, what we did got better, until eventually we could transfer all blame to others and never have to look at ourselves. No wonder we loved resentments. Wasting away. Just wasting away down here in Margaritaville. Hey, I like a good Jimmy Buffett song, and you know, for many years, it was a lot of uh, fun times listening to that music while we were having... Fun parties and bad parties and really, really ugly parties. But when it comes time to let go and find that serenity, there is nothing better than getting your fourth step out of the way by doing the fifth step with someone else and getting that relief. Let those resentments go. Because when we don't have to hold on to that, when we let something other than pain and suffering and fear and loathing and everything else that piles on when we give someone else free rent in our head. 
then we have a chance for quiet and calm and peaceful. And that is an incredibly great place to be. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive Joe and Charlie podcast.